Did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Mondovi is really growing to meet the needs of farmers? Matt has expanded his service area, and your animals can enjoy the expanded feed lines and bulk custom feed mixes right now. He also has seed for all your planting needs for next spring's planting. Visit Bluff Country Feed and Seeds website at bluffcountryfs.com to see what Matt and the crew can do for you. Chilson Motors with Gene Chilson, our sponsors of our Wax Farm Show podcast. At Chilson's Corner Motors of Kadat and Chilson Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, we have an excellent selection of certified pre-owned Ram models to choose from. Purchase a certified Ram and receive our seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty and its factory-backed coverage from Ram. A certified Ram offers a great deal of confidence and peace of mind with a seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we now have a great selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And ready to get those farm chores done. Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Kadat on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Kick off your Monday morning. I'm Kristen Smith this morning running solo. Hopefully Jill's on her way in and she didn't, you know, slide anywhere, but she'll be with us eventually. So that's good news. And we've got a decent forecast today. Now, over last week, we had some cruddy weather. I think we're all in agreement. It was super cold. This week, we've got warmer temps. But, of course, there is always a catch. We are in Wisconsin. We are looking at a high of 38 degrees today. Last week, I think it was Tuesday morning, the kids got on the bus, and it was negative 31 degrees with the wind chill. And today, we're looking at a high of 38 degrees just look at that span of, yeah, that's just a huge range. I'm waiting. I'm going to see somebody out and about today wearing shorts and T-shirts. It happens. It's in Wisconsin. We know it's going to happen. But if you are just waking up this morning, the moon is out, and it is a beautiful sight, the way in. I got to see my deer count this morning was up to six, and that was all before I got out of the city limits of Nilsville. Otherwise, the whole way in, not one deer, so that was some good news easy drive in but yeah it's nice the roads were clear on the main road so you should be safe and set to go but it's a busy morning here at wax 104.5 we're going to be talking the corn soy expo today we're going to be talking about the wisconsin department of natural resources and the wolf management plan meeting that's coming up tomorrow we'll be touching base on that weather news markets and a whole lot more it's a beautiful day so far hopefully it'll continue We'll have your forecast coming up a little bit later on, and they'll be telling you about what's coming later today. So get out and about this morning and enjoy the day. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. That's right. It's a Monday morning, a few minutes before 5 o'clock. I hope you all had a great weekend. Mine consisted of taking my kids ice skating for the very first time. Uh, yeah, we, we, we did really good. They did good. When I say we went ice skating, I put them out there. Um, only two little blisters on the ankles. So that was some good news there. 
not too bad. I got to have a little higher sock next time for them. But you live and learn, and they had so much fun. And we got to hang out with some new people, which is always exciting. And yeah, teaching kids new things, always kind of fun. And it was perfect weather, nice and no wind and perfect conditions for ice skating. And hopefully we can keep it up going into this week. And if you had an interesting day yesterday, we had the 65th Annual Grammy Awards. And I guess country ladies did pretty good. So let's hear from another famous one, shall we? Well, you'll have to tune in a little bit later on to Alex Edwards. He'll be catching you up on the Grammy winners from yesterday. But I just, I think it's a ladies' morning. So I think we're going to play another ladies' favorite coming up after a little bit. But right now it is 5 o'clock on 104.5 FM. WAXX Eau Claire, let's check in this morning with some national news. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. The 65th Annual Grammy Awards are in the books, and Harry Styles won big last night. I don't think any of us sit in the studio thinking, making decisions based on what is going to get us one of these. I'm so, so grateful. The singer snagged Album of the Year for Harry's House. Styles took home the biggest award of the evening in a stacked category, beating out Beyonce, Adele, Bad Bunny, Coldplay, ABBA, and more. He also went for Best Pop Vocal Album. Beyonce did, however, make History Sunday, becoming the artist with the most Grammy wins ever. She won four of the nine categories for which she was nominated, bringing her total number of Grammy awards to 32. One GOP congressman says that President Biden's decision to shoot down a Chinese surveillance balloon was like tackling the quarterback after the game is over. The satellite had completed its mission. This should never have been allowed uh, to enter the United States, and it never should have been allowed to complete its mission. Appearing on NBC's Meet the Press, Ohio Republican Mike Turner said the balloon had already gathered the data it needed as it drifted across the continental U.S. He said there was urgency to this situation that the Biden administration didn't seem to recognize. Turner added an event like this is something the military should have been prepared for. The death toll in Turkey and Syria is on the rise following a powerful magnitude 7.8 earthquake. Over 500 deaths are now being reported after the quake that was centered in south-central Turkey and felt as far away as Lebanon and Israel. Multiple aftershocks have been reported in the wake of what the USGS says was one of the region's strongest earthquakes in over 100 years. Rescuers have been desperately scrambling to search for survivors with more than 3,000 people already injured. And Super Bowl festivities begin today at the Footprint Center in downtown Phoenix. Hundreds of media members will interview players and coaches from the Kansas City Chiefs and Philadelphia Eagles. It is the only time the two teams will be together in one place prior to taking the field in Glendale for Super Bowl 57 on Sunday night. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. I don't know about you, but I like to watch the Super Bowl for the commercials. I always get a kick out of it. It's it's like a competition every year. Who's going to have the best commercial? Is it going to be a car? Insurance? Is it going to be M&M's? Uh, Doritos? Fritos? I can't even think of all the fun ones out there. Oh, of course, the vehicle ones. I love the Dodge commercial from years ago where they did the, you know, God Made a Farmer video. That was, I think, one of my all-time favorites. As is the one car commercial. I think it was Volkswagen. Did one with a little boy, and he was, like, pretending to be Darth Vader, and he's, like, trying to start the appliances, and the dad's in the house with the remote start. I thought that was super cute. But we've got a lot more coming up here on Wax 104.5 this morning. And just a quick note, Equity Cooperative Livestock Sales Association, so Equity Market, is hosting 10 annual district meetings coming up here next month. A few of the meetings around our area are going to be the Altoona Baron Market. That meeting will be on Monday, March 13th, starting at 11 a.m. 
Also on Monday, March 13th, but at 7 p.m. will be the Sparta Market Meeting. And then coming up on Friday, March 17th, you know what that day is, St. Patrick's Day at 11 a.m., the Stratford Market will be having their meeting. Now, before you go to these meetings, you have to RSVP. You have to go to equitycoop.com to RSVP. If you get confused, not sure what to do, contact your local equity market, and I'm sure they will be more than happy to help you out. But again, the Baron Altoona Market Barn will be having their meeting on Monday, March 13th, as will be the Sparta Market. And on Friday, the 17th of March, will be the Stratford Market's annual meeting. So mark those down on your calendars when you get a chance. Don't do it while you're driving because that's just not safe. But we've got a lot more coming up. Some more news for you. And the Midwest Farm Report. Well, before we take a look at our morning weather, the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources will be holding a public listening session for the proposed wolf management plan tomorrow as part of the public review and comment period. Now, this listening session is an additional opportunity for anyone interested to provide input on the proposed plan while the public review and comment period is still open through the end of February. The plan proposes several changes to align the DNR's wolf management strategy with the current state of the population. A few of the proposed changes, now I want you to remember proposed changes, are they want to reduce harvest registration times and issue zone-specific wolf harvest permits, add mechanisms to address localized concerns, and revising wolf management zone boundaries to address to address and reflect the current wolf distribution and habitats. Registration for this listening session is required by noon today. So if you would like to be in on this listening session, possibly even comment on it, you have to register today before noon for tomorrow's meeting. So that's what's going on there with the Department of Natural Resources. And let's take a quick look at our weather. Today is going to be a partly cloudy morning. And like I said earlier, there's going to be a catch. We've got some rain-snow mix coming in later on today, but a high of 38. Tonight, rain-snow mix with a low of 31. Tomorrow, it's going to be that cloudy kind of dreary day. 33. Tomorrow night, mostly clear, 18. And get ready for it. Drum roll, please. Wednesday, mostly sunny and a high of 40. We're going to see tank tops on Wednesday. I know it. Wednesday night, partly cloudy and 27. And so that's pretty good. Temperatures around the area right now, a little bit chilly to start off. Things up in Medford, they're at 4. La Crosse is at 13. Marshfield is at 8. Nilsville was at 9. Green Bay, 16 degrees. Rice Lake was at 5. Wausau, 9. Madison, 11. Milwaukee, 19. And right here in Eau Claire, we're starting off the day at 6. <laughs> I know, sounds kind of funny. At 6. But that's a look at our weather, and we'll have the full forecast coming up later on with WEAU 13 Skywarn. So they'll be coming in later on, but right now we got a prep for markets. Those are coming in next, and they'll be brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Nice company, nice people to work with, so they'll be coming up right now. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, the good news is the side roads aren't too bad. And Jill, you didn't bring your ice skates today, so you must have made it in good. I didn't bring my ice skates. That would be a really bad deal for Jill. You think so? Yeah, I can't. I don't have the balance to ice skate. Well, you know, I took my kids this weekend. Before we get to the markets, I took them ice skating with a new friend that they're starting to hang out with, which is super nice people, and they actually grabbed a folding chair. Oh, wow. Yeah. I never thought of that. Yeah, so we had little folding chairs out there because my kids have never ice skated before. 
and only two little blisters. I probably need about three, four folding chairs, though. One for me to sit down while I skate in. Just put a couch and have someone push it. I think that sounds like the best <laughs> idea yet. I like it. Well, Jill, it's that time of the morning. Markets again will be brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Kick us off this morning and don't skate away on me. I won't skate away on you. We're going to start with our cash livestock. Choice fed beefsters are 147 to 158 and a half with mixed at 92 to 146 and a half. Choice fed beef heifers are 147 to 154 with mixed at 115 to 146 and a half. Choice fed Holstein steers are 130 to 147 with select and silage fed steers 80 to 129 and a half. Cows are 65 to 93 with bulls at 86 to 103. Butcher hogs are 73 to 93 with sows at 37 to 44. Boars are 10 to 22. Shorn market lambs are 117 and a half to 136. Feeder lambs are 110 to 275. Ewes are 70 to 90. Small goats are 15 to 200 dollars. Medium goats are 75 to 220 dollars. Large goats are 50 to 395 dollars with nanny goats at 25 to 235 dollars. Thank you, Jill. Switch over to the Mercantile Exchange. We've got your live cattle for February at 160.27. That's up 52. April's at 164.12, up 30. June is at 160.27, up 27. Feeder cattle for March is at 186.10. That's up 17 cents. April's at 190.62, up 55. May is at 194.77, up 52. Lean hogs for February is at 75.02. That's down 32. But April came back up 86.47, up 47. And May was at 95.27. That was unchanged. On the Chicago Board of Trade, we've got your March corn. That was down three at 6.73 on the overnight. March oats up a penny at 3.84. March beans down six at 15.25. Your March soybean meal down $3.70 a ton to 4.92.80 a ton. March wheat down two at 7.54. Switching to the dairy side, barrel cheese up three cents to a dollar sixty three. Your blocks were down a penny to a dollar eighty six and a half, and your double A grade butter was up one and a half cent to two thirty seven and a half. Class three futures for February down just a penny at seventeen ninety two. March down six at seventeen seventy three. April down eight at eighteen oh four. May down six at eighteen forty one. June down nine at eighteen eighty four. But then the markets they turned around and turned upward through. November of 2023. Again, that's a look at your morning markets brought to you again by Rural Mutual Insurance. The wild one. That's Jill. <laughs> I knew I had to get her a good laugh out of her this morning. She didn't expect that one. <laughs> I, I'm going to put you on the spot today. Oh, okay. you know, I figured maybe you're out in the parking lot ice skating or something. You know? <laughs> no, I wasn't. I was actually down to the Wisconsin FFA Alumni and Supporters Convention down in Milwaukee. Very good. And over the weekend, and true to form, I left my college class stuff till yesterday. Ah. And then the... Bad student. And then the computer crashed, and then there was a little bit of um, encouragement through uh, speech, and, and I finally got my stuff done. Oh, yeah, you can't say your dog ate your homework with that one. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, you also had an exciting week last week. You were down in the Dells. What, what happened down there? Uh, Bob and I went down on Thursday to the Corn Soy Expo, and that was it. Was it was it's huge. You go to the Kalahari, and there's so much stuff going on. But along with the trade show, the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board held their annual officer election. President Patrick Maluli was reelected for a third term as the president of the Wisconsin Soybean. Uh, association Vice President Andy ben- Benson, and, Benson, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> the 
And the Secretary Treasurer, Jonathan Gibbs, were also reelected. The Wisconsin Soybean Board also approved 17 projects for checkoff funding for the 2023 and voted to sponsor several new projects for the fiscal year 2023. The Soybean Board will meet again next month before holding another election in September. Very good. Yeah, those are some interesting meetings when you get down there. At first, they seem intimidating, but once you get into it, it's just smooth sailing. I sat in on the corn board meeting and uh, I missed part of it because I was doing an interview, but they, you know, they really bring things to light and they I do. always learn a lot when I sit in on, them, in on them. Well, good. And speaking of Bob, even though he's sleeping in today, we're going to be hearing from him in just a little bit. Him and Lee Kennard, Farmers Sustainability. Interesting stuff. We'll be getting that right here next on Wax. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Another dairy farmer in Wisconsin that does a lot of things off the farm, Lee Kennard from over in the Green Bay area. And uh, Lee, Farmers for Sustainable Food, bring us an update, first of all, how we got that started and what was the initial goal of Farmers for Sustainable Food? So really it was a group of farmers and the DBA Edge board that had a vision probably five or six years ago that a lot of times when we talked about um, sustainable food, we didn't have it defined. We really had no clear definition of how to get there, and we were all talking in our own groups. So, really, it was our vision to collaborate, to get together with the environmental groups, the regulatory groups, um, the farm groups define sustainability and really work collaboratively to uh, work with these groups all as one define and actually move the needle towards sustainability. Give us the definition that you came up with with your organization and others as far as sustainable food, sustainable food production. What, what, what's the end game? Well, really, sustainable food is pretty simple. It's it's sustainable is hey, it's got to work environmentally, it's got to work economically, and it's got to work socially within your community. And that really is the definition that we've used for sustainable food production. As you uh, have gone into this now, as you said, the past four or five years, what's been the acceptance? What's been the expansion? Where are we at now? It's a pretty incredible acceptance and expansion. Um, we've got some really cool partners. Um, you know, the Nature Conservancy in Wisconsin, as I said, DBA, EDGE, are very heavy participants. Uh, Farmers for Sustainable Food has really been the mechanism by which uh, local producer-led watershed groups are established and take off. Uh, so that's really been the cool thing in Wisconsin. We're already up to seven of those groups um, you know, covering somewhere around 250,000 acres of farmland in Wisconsin. That actually represents about 200,000 of the dairy cows in Wisconsin. And really our goal is to just keep moving the, the we got to move the needle forward on sustainability. So we've gone from, you know, zero five, six years ago to one heck of a lot of cows, one heck of a lot of land, and a lot of interest and a lot of interest in new groups farming. Uh, the secret there is really, hey, these things are producer-led, so it's producers coming up with the ideas and actually putting them into play. Instead of top-down, it's the producers doing the innovation. So how do we get these producers together? I mean, we've got the AEAs in Wisconsin, the agricultural enterprise areas. How is 
Farmers for Sustainable Food, I guess, mesh with an organization like that or take it to the next level? How do we get groups interested, uh, acres together? So really, a lot of times, it's simply it's an interested farmer, it's an interested couple of farmers in a county, in a watershed. It's a land conservation department saying, hey, you guys are really doing some fantastic things on the land in your region. Uh, They reach out to Farmers for Sustainable Food. Farmers for Sustainable Food helps to coordinate, helps to organize, helps to get these groups together, helps to, you know, farmers are busy, busy people. Um, and really, that's where Farmers for Sustainable Food comes in. It, it helps with the organization behind these groups. So it's pretty simple. Uh, you know, we're pretty simple to find, and um, we're more than willing to get involved. Are these kind of loosely held organizations? Do you have some paperwork that you've done? Do you sign on the bottom line, in other words, to get involved? Uh, you know, actually, they're they're all varying degrees. You know, our local producer-led watershed from my uh, my region, Peninsula Pride Farms, is you know it's actually very very well organized. We've got a board of directors. We have annual meetings. We do exciting things like uh, monthly meetings out in the field called conservation conversations, where you know we we showcase and highlight some of these new ideas to other farmers. Uh, you know, when you get to that that detail uh, we've really found acceptance just it takes on its own life you know the acreage just grows exponentially Um, farmers really want to be involved in a group like this and really you know looking at this and saying okay you know farmers are absolutely the solution to some of those woes out there in the world today so um, we've we found the growth is pretty organic um, and there's a lot of excitement about it Tell me, Lee, about the Lee Kennard with us over in the Green Bay area, Farmers for Sustainable Food, a real leader of that effort. Tell us about, you know, over there on the eastern side of the state with that karst topography, you've got Lake Michigan, you know, your right access to bedrock, you know, the opposition that you've had to agriculture over there. What are some of the sustainable things that, uh, that you have done that have been working for you? So really what we're seeing, Bob, is it doesn't matter, you know, if you've got 500 feet of soil, if you've got six inches of soil, uh, it's the same principles. Anytime you're fertilizing, growing a crop, hey, anytime that, you know, a a fertilizer leaves the root zone, it's a pollutant. Um, So really what we're focused on in Farmers for Sustainable Food is a lot of the metrics that improves soil health. We've got a really cool engineering project that we're in year three of now, putting those metrics into play and indeed showing that you know a healthier soil does a much better job of retaining, recycling those nutrients. And not only that, it actually allows a farmer to use far less input for the same output. The soil becomes much more efficient at cycling. Um, and that really is, you know, that's really what we're focused on in our group. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a mantra that really spreads, speaks well wherever you are. If you're in Iowa and you're farming on, you know, 7, 10 foot deep, beautiful topsoils, well, hey, you're still looking to protect the groundwater, which is oftentimes only at 3 or 4 feet. The same principles used in the eastern region of Wisconsin apply really, really well in other areas of the world. Who do you get to work with you on a professional basis uh, as far as some soil engineers and agronomists? I mean, does the soil conservation, well, at NRCS now, uh, land conservation departments, will they work with you? All of the above. We are really lucky that we've had this collaboration. So we've got the NRCS, we've got uh, land and water conservation departments, 
We've also got some, you know, traditional uh, NGOs. The Nature Conservancy is incredibly heavily involved. They've brought experts in, you know, that we would normally not have access. You know, we're bringing in people from around the country, around the world, that can show our farmers the principles, how they work, explain the science. We're also really fortunate in Wisconsin to have an excellent UW system. So we've had soil doctors. Uh, I mean, we've had some phenomenal presentations that really do a great job of explaining the hows, the whys, and the science behind the hows and the whys. Grants? You apply for grants? Getting grants to help you move these programs forward? Um, some of the groups have. You know, our group is Peninsula Pride Farms is working with DACCAP. And they've been exceedingly helpful in trying to take some of the risk out of some of these new practices. You know, farmers are, you know, we, we, we're still a business. We've got to be able to make this economically viable. And if somebody's willing to come in and at least put a floor out there through a grant program, it gives you a safety net that, hey, if what we're trying really doesn't work, um, that really makes the adoption rate that much more quick. Right now, as I said, we've got seven really well respond and get back to you. All right, it's working in Wisconsin, Farmers for Sustainable Food, and it is growing. Lee Kennard, one of the innovators and organizers of this program here, what, five years ago approximately yep. already? Yep. Yeah, we're six years old, I believe, now. Well, getting some age on them, six years already. <laughs> Farmers for Sustainable Food, Lee Kennard from over in the Green Bay Area, one of the leaders of the effort. And that was Bob Bolsold from the northern end of the world's longest barn here in Eau Claire. Thanks so much, Bob. And, of course, we got to thank Jill because she exited us on that. But we've got to get to morning markets. We've got Rocky Olson over at Premier Inn with you. He'll be joining us next. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's that time of the morning. We're almost at 5.30. Like in 10 seconds, we'll be there almost. We've got Rocky Olson over at Premier Livestock with us now. Good morning, Rocky. Good good morning. So, how was your weekend? Did you get out and about and do something fun? I did. We had uh, kind of had wrestling all weekend long. So. Ah, and how are the kids doing at that? Uh, it was a little tougher weekend for my little guy, but, hey, a lot of tough competition, and he, uh, he learned a lot. So It's amazing how much they pick up when they, you know, from when you first start training them to all of a sudden they get in competition. And there's a drive to that. They really get oh. involved. Oh, yeah. Yep. And they kind of figure out how to handle their losses. And, hey, like I said, you don't always win. So, And that's a part of life. That's one thing. Nobody wants to lose, but there's got, I hate to say it, everyone is going to be a loser at one point in time. That's for sure. All right. Well, speaking of, let's talk winners. Premier Livestock and Withy. We got some big cattle coming in this week. Catch us up. What's going on? Uh, thank you, Kristen. Good morning, everyone. This is uh, last week's auction shaped up. We sold over 2,700 head of uh, livestock uh, last week. Markets were strong all week. Uh, on the fed cattle, high choice and prime Holstein steers 135 to 152. Choice beef steers and heifers 142 to 156. Market cows high yielding 82 to 99. Uh, majority of the cows 68 to 81. Market high yielding market bulls from 87 to a dollar three. Organic market cows sold every Monday. High yielding from a dollar to a dollar 26. Lower yielding 99 and down. Newborn Holstein bull calves. Uh, they sold strong last week. Uh, 75 to 220 per head. Your beef calves 175 to 395. Uh, last week's uh, dairy cattle auctions. We had a dairy cattle auction Wednesday. We had one Thursday selling red at 650 head of dairy cattle. Uh, Thursday, we had that uh, really nice 400 cow herd dispersal. All them top cows bring in two to 3,000. 
Uh, we sold uh, springing heifers up to twenty three fifty. Uh, most of them open heifers off the herd were a dollar fifty to a dollar eighty five. Very active market on a really good herd of cows Thursday. Uh, Wednesday's market was just a tick lower, but uh, we'll tell you about this week at Premier. Uh, Tuesday we're having our special feeder cattle auction. Expecting a really nice run of high quality feeder cattle. Expected eight hundred to a thousand head of feeder cattle. Uh, we'll also be selling bred stock cows. If you bring them bred stock cows, they need to be the market. Uh, Tuesday morning uh, before 9. Then uh, Wednesday, we got a big hay auction. That's going to be at 9.30. Then dairy cattle auction will be at 11 o'clock a.m. Got a big dairy cattle auction. We got uh, three complete herd dispersals, uh, certified organic. We got a herd number one. Uh, we're going to have 100 milking shorthorns. going to be cows and bread heifers, uh, certified organic, certified grass fed. We're going to have a second organic herd of Holsteins, jerseys, and crosses. Herd number three is going to be Holsteins and crosses as well, plus lots of other conventional fresh cow consignments and springing heifers. Full details at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Questions, call us, 715-229-2500. Don't forget, large equipment auction, farm equipment auction coming up here March 24th. Call in those those, uh, consignments uh, for large equipment consignments. If you guys got that, you get a hold of us here shortly. Um, We will get you a discounted rate on the commission if you call it in early our first round of paper ads on our early consignments does go out this afternoon. Uh, so if you want to get in on that, uh, make sure you give us a call to commit to some equipment. We'll get you that better rate. So that is the way it shaped up, Kristen. Excellent. Now, is there any equipment that's too big? Never. Never. I like not, it. Not in my vocabulary. So, <laughs> no, you bring it, we'll fit it in. So. Sounds good. Yep, because you never know if that's something right. is too big. But you've got a big driveway, big lot. I like it. Yep, we'll get her in. Sounds, Sounds good. good. Thanks so much, Thank Rocky. You. you betcha, bye. There he goes, Rocky Olson at Premier Livestock this morning. And it's that time of the morning. Also, we got to check in with our weather, see what's all going on. Let's see if Skywarn 13 meteorologist Mike Dandria is available. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Chris. And I'm always available for you're, wax. No, oh, there. I was going to say, you can't say you're always available because your, your new wife might be like, no. And it's not even that new anymore. I mean, of course, in the grand scheme of things, when you say, you know, the 80, 90 years that we have in this world, it's still new. But, mm-hmm. you know, we've got... Uh, We've You're got, in what, your first six... year. That's like marital bliss. And I was going to say, yeah, you know, we've got uh, almost six months under our belt at this point. And, wow. Uh, and we got, yeah, we got our honeymoon coming up in July, which we obviously postponed that after the, the wedding because she's a teacher. Yes. So <laughs> can't exactly uh, take that much time off of work. Well, you could. It just, you know, you got to teach a good example and all. Yeah. And she's also a huge advocate for her students. So yes. she she loves to be there. And this way, you don't have to worry about missing a snowstorm. That is also true. You know, now you're just going <laughs> to miss tornado weather and all that. Stop, because that, that stuff, uh, it fascinates me. The impacts of it don't, but the science behind it does. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, we aren't going to have any tornadoes, knock on wood. I don't see that in the forecast, but catch us up. What are we getting today and the rest of the week? Well, I can assure you that no tornadoes will be a part of the forecast for this week. But, uh, yeah, today, 
Uh, we'll have a bit of a temperature swing, so obviously starting off a little on the cooler side, but nothing like we had last week as we start off into the single digits. But we've got a lot of climbing to do as we're expected to get into the mid to upper 30s with a breezy southeasterly wind. And then we'll have a chance to add some precipitation going into the latter half of the afternoon and into the evening, some of which could be the mixed variety before we dip into the low 30s and upper 20s later on tonight as we keep that breezy southeasterly wind. But then tomorrow we'll start to see some of those clouds clear on out. Still breezy, but this time out of the northwest, so that's going to keep us a little cooler. We'll only uh, hang out mostly into the low 30s for a good bit of the day. Mostly clear tomorrow night, dipping to the low 20s. Mostly sunny on Wednesday and climbing to the upper 30s, possibly even hitting that 40-degree mark before we do have just another slight chance at some precipitation going into Thursday, otherwise mainly cloudy. Mostly cloudy on Friday as well, but then we start to see more sunshine with highs into the upper 20s. And then we warm it back up into the mid to upper 30s this weekend with a mostly sunny sky on Saturday and some clouds rolling in on Sunday. But at the moment, we do have a mainly clear sky as well and a temperature of 7 degrees in Eau Claire. Now, this rain-snow mix I heard was coming in later. Is that going to be anything we have to worry about? It can always create some slick spots, especially on the side roads. If you're north of Highway 8, could see up to about an inch of uh, accumulating snow, but nothing really much beyond that. But again, just watch out for some of those side streets. Okay, so can you turn up the temperature so it doesn't freeze? If I could, uh, <laughs> if Mother Nature and I saw eye to eye, that would be great. We just got to have a talk with her. Have her talk to your wife. Yeah, she talks to me more than me talking to her. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> All right, well, thank you so much for the update, Mike. Absolutely. Have a good one. You too. There he goes. Skyborne 13 meteorologist Mike Dandria this morning. And you heard them. We've got some slick, possibly some slick stuff coming in tomorrow morning. So keep an eye on the skies and on the road. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 22 minutes before 6 o'clock. We've got Morgan McCarthy now. And Morgan, it's a busy day and a lot going on in the news. Catch us up. What's going on? Good morning. Here's what we're looking at today. Locally, a fire at a Chippewa Valley Airport yesterday burned a small plane. That's now under investigation. Eau Claire firefighters raced to the airport yesterday afternoon for a report of a plane on fire. Crews found the single-engine plane engulfed. Crews quickly did put that fire out. No one was hurt. In other headlines, a Milwaukee man is going to prison for a decade and a half for shooting at kids who were throwing snowballs. Police say William Carson started shooting at the kids who were throwing snowballs at his car in 2020. No one was hit. No one was hurt. Milwaukee police say Carson Carson was drunk at the time. A judge on Friday sentenced him to 16 years behind bars. Going to look at some of those other headlines, and that includes some political action on the state stage. As the 2024 Republican National Convention is coming to Milwaukee, and the mayor there is arguing for a share of state sales tax revenues generated in the city. Here's Cavalier Johnson saying he's been meeting with lawmakers in Madison. Particularly on the Republican side about the, the dire financial needs that Milwaukee has and quite frankly, other communities around the state of Wisconsin have too. Uh, I'm optimistic that we'll be able to get something done here. Johnson noted the bulk of sales tax revenues go directly to the state with a, quote, minuscule amount to Milwaukee County. Now, he says an increased share would allow Milwaukee to address some of its budget challenges. Meanwhile, across the aisle, but continuing on the political stage, D.C. goes wheels down in Wisconsin. President Biden planning a visit to our state this week. The White House announced that Biden will be in the Madison area Wednesday, expected to talk about his economic plan and creating good-paying union jobs, delivering uh, what he calls real results for the American people. 
Biden will be in Madison the day after he delivers his State of the Union address. Looking at some other headlines, if you have something to howl about when it comes to the wolf management plan, you'll have a chance to do that and weigh in on how our state manages its wolf population. There'll be a listening session this week. The Department of Natural Resources is hosting that online wolf management listening session Tuesday. DNR large carnivore specialist Randy Johnson here saying that while a wolf hunt is currently not possible due to federal regulations, they need to be ready for one. We want to make sure we have a good management plan in place uh, to help guide that season. But again, it's a management plan that is uh, broader than, than just a wolf season. Now you'll have until noon Monday to sign up on the DNR's website to make a public statement, but you could also leave written comments. The hearing, again, that's tomorrow, Tuesday, 4 p.m. You can actually watch it on the DNR's YouTube page, and we'll link that up for you with an easy stop first at 715newsroom.com. Well, from the wolf to the deer, there are no longer any deer at a Vernon County deer farm. Wisconsin Department of Ag on Friday said it depopulated the farm because of a CWD outbreak, and all 32 animals were put down. And they're not making waffles in Massachusetts, they are on the hunt for a stolen statue of Shrek. The Hatfield Police Department launched the search this week for the 200-pound cement statue of the film-famous ogre after its owner reported it missing. In a post on the department's Facebook page, the thief was asked to return the statue, mostly because the dragon sculpture he lives with is frustrated and lonely. Shrek is the fictional green-skinned ogre depicted in the popular series of DreamWorks films of the same name. I'm Mark Mayfield. And we leave the ogres and go back to the princesses and the barn with Kristen Smith, Jill Welke, and your Midwest Farm Show on Wax 104.5. <laughs> the statue is lonely. <laughs> I, I don't even. I, well, and I said 200 pounds. You don't just grab that and go. They must have had a plan. You know, I. so have you seen the Shrek movies? Absolutely. So all I can think, so Donkey. You yep. know, and if you haven't watched Shrek, you've got Shrek this ogre, which is Mike Myers, and then you've got Donkey, which is Eddie Murphy. And when they said, oh, the statue feels all alone, all I could think of was Donkey singing, I'm all alone, there's no <laughs> one here beside me. And he sings it in there. He sings it in the Shrek Yeah, movie. he does. Yeah. It, oh. it has been a while since I watched him. You know, I might have to go home today and watch what I got again. <laughs> But they're always. Well, why would I mean? I get it. Kids are stupid. I mean, it's like an Osseo. We we're they're missing the big rooster now. You know, someone stole the big oh, rooster. Yeah. The rooster's back. Oh, is it? Yeah. I didn't see it. No, I think it's. I don't know. I, I drive by it all the time. <laughs> it used to be there. I know, but they made a deal. They found it, oh, and they then did. they made a deal to get it back. Okay, I'm gonna I mean, have to look next? now when I go home. Take down the beef off the big sign. Yeah, I know. I just, I mean, and you know it's kids, because what, well, what normal adult would steal a Shrek statue? I mean, what are you going to do, put it out for Halloween? Well, like I said, they must have just really had a plan, because that's (laughs) not something you just go, it's not a grab-and-go object. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Welcome to McDonald's. What can I get you today? (laughs) I need the Shrek. I need the Shrek. Oh, that's too funny. Well, we can't keep having too much fun here well we can but we're gonna have more fun right now we're gonna head over to the equity altoona barn yeehaw we're gonna check in with jim Lindsay and jim how'd that sale go this last week on what was it friday 
Three to six hundred pound beef steers, a dollar thirty-five to a dollar eighty-four. Six to nine hundred pound beef steers, a dollar thirty to a dollar eighty-four. Three to six hundred pound beef heifers, a dollar twenty-five to a dollar seventy. Six to nine hundred pound beef heifers, a dollar twenty to a dollar fifty. Three to six hundred pound Holstein steers, eighty-five to a dollar thirty-six. Six to nine hundred pound Holstein steers, eighty to a dollar twenty. Our next special feeder sale is Friday, February seventeenth. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. You too, Jim. Thanks so much. And we've got Jerry Fitzgerald. He'll be coming in here shortly this morning. Oh, I think he's there now. Good morning, Jerry. You're on the air. How's it going today? Hi, Kristen. Good morning. We're doing well. And, uh, uh, a little chilly this morning, only 7 degrees, so we've got a ways to go if we're going to get up in the 30s, huh? You're at 7? We're at 6 right now here in Eau Claire. Oh. Well, uh, but it sounds like you ladies are having fun this morning, so did uh, Bob leave a bottle of wine in the office there? Or? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> okay. No, no wine. It's just the news story was kind of humorous, so we had to laugh at that. Yeah, I have to kind of agree with that. So, so anyway, we are looking at kind of a uh, warmer week, obviously. And uh, I don't know; I wasn't paying too much attention to the weather guy. Is there a possibility we could get some of this freezing rain garbage? Or correct? Yes, tonight there is a chance of some rain snow mix later on, but we're looking at a low of thirty-one degrees tonight. So that's why it might be a little touch and go tomorrow morning. Oh boy. Well, anyway, we'll deal with it. But uh, in the meantime, we'll uh, let the folks know what's going on here at Equity Stratford. How about we do that? Sounds good, Jerry. It's all yours. Kristen, thank you, and good morning, everyone. And a full marketing schedule this week here at Equity Stratford. Again, we get underway Monday morning here. Right away this morning, we sell uh, market cows this morning, fed cattle, and also market bulls. Uh, 11.30, we will get to those baby calves. And just uh, a brief note on the market from last week. Uh, um, all markets pretty strong last week, all week, especially the cows. We did uh, top all the way up to 102.5 on beef cows. Holstein cows last week did top at 91. Uh, again, we had a very strong calf market last uh, Monday. And those bull calves are up to 2.30, beef calves up to 4.10. So that'll be uh, for today. Tomorrow, Tuesday, busy day. 10 o'clock start time tomorrow with the hay and bedding auction. At 11 o'clock tomorrow will be the dairy auction. And we do have uh, springing Holstein heifers as part of the consignments for that sale tomorrow. Also on Tuesday, market auction. Uh, we sell organic market cattle every Tuesday. And last week, the organic market, very, very strong. Uh, these high-yielding organic cows last week uh, were selling from $1.20 to $1.35. So hopefully that will continue. And again, also, like I said, conventional market cows, organic cows on Tuesday. Our Wednesday auction uh, uh, features full marketing day, of course, with conventional market cows, uh, fed cattle. Most of our fed cattle are sold on Wednesday. Sheep, hog, and goats, baby calves, feeder cattle. Sale this week will be 1230 start time this, uh, Wednesday afternoon. And again, we've got a nice lineup of beef, uh, beef and Holstein feeder cattle for that sale. Our Wednesday, our Thursday auction rather is 11 o'clock start time. Market Full marketing day on Thursday, market cattle and baby calves. So again, uh, uh, not going to be real cold this week, but again, I suppose we'll have to kind of watch out for the whatever else Mother Nature gives us. But uh, anyway, uh, market things are looking pretty good, uh, so hopefully that will continue this week. And uh, with that, I guess we'll turn it back to you ladies, and I'll be back here tomorrow morning. Give us an update here what's uh, what's happening on um, Monday here at Equity Stratford. And I guess, Kristen, the only thing uh, we kind of been watching is uh, uh, the cheese price and the milk price. Nothing to write home about there, though. No, not really. 
Hopefully that'll yeah. change. That's all we can do is hope for that. So I was, I got to ask you, ladies, and I, I know uh, over the weekend there were several of these uh, polar plunges around the area, always uh, raising money for very um, good events and good uh, causes. Have you ever tried one of those? No. <laughs> it's way too cold. <laughs> well, that's kind of the object, I guess. I know. It? Well, have you done one? Uh, absolutely not. I've done a lot of stupid stuff in my life, but uh, I've never done that. <laughs> so I'll make a deal with you. When you jump, I'll jump. Well, <laughs> well, I guess uh, I'm sorry I brought this up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. You, you're not going to take me up on this? I don't know about that. Wow. <laughs> oh. Okay, how well, about, we how about Jill and I'll jump if you jump? What we should do is get the... Of course, uh, uh, Bob jumps in the water. He probably won't get too cold because he's pretty tall, you know. Oh, so. <laughs> yeah, his ankles will just go in. <laughs> <laughs> well, you ladies have a nice day, and we'll uh, talk to you tomorrow morning. Sounds good, Jerry. Take care. There he goes, Jerry Fitzgerald at the Stratford Equity Barn. I can't believe he doesn't want to polar plunge with us. Uh, well, I don't want to polar plunge with you either. Why? Because you, I first of all, I don't swim. Either do I. And there were, I would like panic. I totally panic if it gets that cold. I wonder if Bob's done it. I've never asked him. I can't even stand a cold shower. I panic. (laughs) Not going to (laughs) lie. What do you do when like a hose lets loose in the summertime? You get hosed with cold water. I panic. (laughs) You panic. (laughs) Yeah, I could just see us. We'll jump in and Bob will be sitting there laughing at us. I can see it. Yeah, he would laugh. Yes. Mm-hmm. He'd laugh his socks off. He would. Yeah, because he'd have his socks still on. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right, we got to keep moving along here. We've got more markets and news coming up next. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. February is upon us as we look towards spring, not that far away. But what kind of situation are we looking at as far as Our alfalfa stands out there. It's been kind of a different winter. We've had snow, we've had rain, we've had ice, and then that gets hard. Is it good protection? Dan Undersander is with us on our Next Grow Alfalfa Update program. And, Dan, we always talk about winter kill, winter injury. And just because we've got snow out there, is it safe or different kinds of snow and snow covers cause us some problems potentially? That's right, Bob. Uh, I think we all know that the... Snow is a tremendous insulator. As little as six inches of soft snow can insulate against up to 20 degrees of air temperature. The issue is really when we have ice alongside of it or part of it, which we do in some areas. The principle with ice is that if it forms a solid seal, like a layer of saran wrap over something, then oxygen can't diffuse into the soil and the uh, plants will die from lack of oxygen. How bad this is going to be is really difficult to predict. A part of it is there's different conditions of the ice. Uh, If it truly is a solid layer, then we have issues. The conventional wisdom is after three weeks, it's uh, going to be a problem, but I've seen ice sheeting over areas for two or three times that long, and the alfalfa survived. The main thing to keep in mind is really the location of the ice and the condition of the ice. If the alfalfa stems are sticking up through the ice, 
then you have holes in the ice that's allowing oxygen to go down into the plant, and, and that stand will probably be okay. If you have the ice up off the ground a little bit, then with the sunlight and different things, it's likely that that ice is going to crack. And then again, we don't have to worry about any suffocation of the plants underneath. The unfortunate thing is there's not too much we can do about the ice. Uh, If we have a solid layer of ice on the ground, we've tried putting fertilizer on and it didn't help. Some people have gone over the field with a disc and if the ice is thick, it doesn't really do much good. If it's thinner where we probably didn't need to do anything, then of course you damage the crowns with the disc as well. So the long and the short of it is that uh, there are many different conditions of the ice, and most of them are not going to be hurtful to the alfalfa. The only thing that we have to worry about is a thick, solid sheet of ice, and then we can run into some difficulties after three or four weeks. And we hope we don't get any more rain and sleet and cover on that ground. We need snow for a good coverage. So, again, keep an eye on the alfalfa this year. Dan Undersander, our forage specialist in Wisconsin, with us on our next Grow Alfalfa Update program. Thank you so much, Bob. And let's take a look at our markets one last time, shall we? On the Chicago Board of Trade, we have your March corn down three at six seventy three. March oats up a penny at three eighty four. March beans down six at fifteen twenty five. March soybean meal down three dollars and seventy cents a ton to four ninety two eighty a ton. March wheat down two at seven fifty four. Country elevators in the area, Golden Plump and Arcadia's at 644 for corn. Baldwin's at 629 for corn, 1457 for beans. Durand is at 624 and 1451. Mondovi's at 629, 1456. Elmwood's at 629 and 1461. Fall Creek is at 615 for corn, 1436 for beans. Osteo's at 634 and 1461. Wheat and grain. In Chippewa, 619 for corn, 1466 for beans. And in Connorsville, they're at 619 and 1461. Elk Mount is at 625 for corn, 1462 for beans. Sparta's at 619 and 1451. Ellsworth, 605 and 1408. And we've got Northside and Loyal at 623 for corn, 1460 for beans. And in Arcadia, they're at 636 for corn, 1462 for beans. Ethanol plants in the area, Boyceville's at 639. Stanley, 629. New Richmond, 621. On the dairy side, barrel cheese up three cents to a dollar sixty-three. Your blocks down a penny to a dollar eighty-six and a half. Your double A grade butter up one and a half cent to two thirty-seven and a half. And your class three futures for February down a penny at seventeen ninety-two. March down six at seventeen seventy-three. April down eight at eighteen oh four. May down six at eighteen forty-one. June down nine at eighteen eighty-four. And the markets then turned around and were upward trending through November. And that's a look at what's going on for your Monday morning. Bob Bosold will be back with you tomorrow. We're at 6 degrees right now, looking for a high of 38, partly cloudy this morning. Rain, snow mix the afternoon. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report, available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi and the Chilson family of Ram dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.